everyone. This is Schooling the Podcast. I am your host, Davina, and today I fly solo. That's right. I'm the only one here today on the very first episode of season three of Schooling the Podcast. Now, it's quite surreal having already done two whole seasons and going into the third one. Just to recap, a couple of um, sort of milestones that this podcast has had. Um, the first episode of Schooling the Podcast was released on the 24th of February, 2021. And since then, we've had 20 episodes with 19 guests who have shared their best and worst moments on the show. We've had over... 250 streams from all over the world. People from Malaysia, from the United States have tuned in to listen to some of the fantastic stories by some of the most amazing people I've ever met. So in today's episode, I sort of want to pay homage and respect to some of my favorite moments across season two. So without further ado, let me take you all the way back to season two, episode four, titled Geography is an Option. And I love this episode because number one, I got to it with such an amazing person. Chanel is probably one of the most genuine, heartwarming, down-to-earth people I've had throughout the whole uh, season, if I would say so. And she basically gave me the 411 on international schools in Malaysia and how the process of going to international schools uh, was for her. And I think what was interesting about that episode was that not only did we discover that geography could be an option, we also discovered that options could be options in the sense that you know, Chanel had an amazing sort of um, exposure to many different subjects. She did uh, Spanish, she did music, you know, she did drama as well as geography, among, among the many other, you know, subjects, math, science, language, etc. So she really had a great exposure to various different subjects. So to just sort of give you a sneak peek into my favorite part. Um, so listen carefully, um, listen attentively, and I hope you enjoy this part as much as I did. Wow, that's so interesting. Rarely do we have a mix of, of subjects. or of, I know, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so amazing to just be able to. I wish I had that option though for SPPF, sorry. Not that mm. I did SPPF for SPM, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, so mm. what sort of subjects do you think uh, did you take that were not typically taken and then you sort of just took them because you just had an interest? Do you have any? Yeah, for sure. So my GCSE, obviously you had the compulsory sort of math, science, English, but then I think you get like four or three options to do something random. So I, I picked geography, of course, and then I also did drama and I did music and I did Spanish as a foreign language so I feel like those are like your very odd subjects for sure <laughs> but yeah what? you're giving me a look like wow 
what an array of subjects though i mean drama music yeah. spanish okay wait geography seems to be a, a constant theme throughout your life where did that stem from <laughs> like how did that start i think it, how did that start how did it start um well i or well, geography was sort of like oh, okay every subject is compulsory when you're in sort of the form 1 to form 3 stage so you're year 7th year 9 so i had to do geography i had to do music i had to do every single subject that they offer Ooh, sorry cut you off. i think it's like that? i think maybe like 12 to 14 cuz it it included like art dt design technology um sports like pe like everything like you had to do everything um and then i enjoyed geography in i guess that stage of my life and then i carried it on in gcse and then i still liked it a lot so i did it for a levels from that onwards i was like i really really like this so i just went into it for uni and here i am today <laughs> That's fantastic. That's so amazing. I wish I was I wish I fell in love with geography now that I think about it. I feel like it's such a cool <laughs> subject. Especially now since we're tackling a lot it of is issues. A cool yeah, mm. with climate change like climate change. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's definitely an important subject that I guess a lot of people tend to overlook as, you know, not very important, but you know, I argue otherwise. Definitely. So hopefully you enjoyed that little snippet of um the episode that we aired chanel shows us that there is a world out there that exists that has options that has you taking various different things sort of testing the waters in your education and so i think a couple of questions that we can think about um include why don't we have such options and if we do have those options why aren't we uh encouraged to pursue them not only in a in a small scale level but also as like something you want to sort of specialize in and maybe even perhaps pursue um in your tertiary education so the questions that arised from that episode for me personally was something that i genuinely appreciated reflecting upon because if we didn't have that conversation if Chanel and I didn't sit down and have that conversation i would just assume that everything that is there existingly is already perfect it is already the most purest form uh, of itself which is to some degree a bit naive and that's what happens you see we are exposed to something for the longest time that we truly believe that it is the only and the absolute thing and so having the conversation with Chanel opened my eyes to the many different possibilities of education like you could teach so many different things to so many different people and somewhere somehow someone would benefit from that teaching it's just a matter of whether or not you want to teach that person that thing and whether or not the execution of teaching that subject is something that you know gets people excited whether it is effective in creating that sort of magic and spark in a student's life so the next episode that i sort of want to touch upon is going slightly back to season 2 episode 4 where i speak to claire and the the title of the episode is English is 
my layer. And that episode has been one of my favorite episodes thus far to record, primarily because Claire came to me when I approached her about, you know, uh, coming on the show. Um, Claire came to me and she said, look, I have this specific thing that I've always been dealing with that I want to sort of talk to you about. And I think, you know, the platform that you have would be good to talk about it. And so I said, fantastic. That's that's such great news to, you know, for you to have a concept and like tell me that you want to talk about these things. So take a listen to this snippet of that episode. And maybe later we can sort of expand on that. So here's the clip. Um, when I asked uh, what sort of the topics you would want to discuss today, you said something mm. very interesting. You said that you would like to perhaps discuss the way people perceive you and the way people perceive you when you speak English in particular. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you care to elaborate on that? Yeah, sure. And I think before I start elaborating, I just like to clarify that this is all my personal experiences and it's all true. And I personally don't find it discriminating in any way, but on the contrary, I find it very uplifting and positive. So I hope that everyone listening to this just takes it as a positive note. It's not something that uh, should be looked down on. But yeah, so I grew up in a in a household where, so I'm a Bidayo, and I used to speak um, Bidayo with my grandparents, and then with my parents, I would speak English. So those were the two languages in our household. And of course, you know, as I learned Malay, it came into the conversation. So now I'm pretty sure like many families, there's a mixture of three languages, right? But my, I think my father specifically, he has this, um, his parenting style was he wanted us to have a good grasp of the English language. And he was always very like um, on about us speaking properly. And when I text him now, I text him in a proper manner, but actually I don't talk to him in a proper manner. But of course, with respect and stuff like that, but there's still the mix of languages when I speak to him. But when I text him, you know, okay. So my mom is an English teacher and she she never really taught me English growing up, but because she was an English teacher, she always spoke to us in a very, you know, the cool English teacher like that. There's this, there's always going to be that English teacher in your life who just, you know, hits you. And I think that was her to me. And then she's also my mom. So I speak English with a lot of my other family members, my cousins and my uncle. There's a mix of languages. And I think because of that, I've been able to constantly practice my English. So going into like school and stuff, I never found English hard. Um, I always found English enjoyable and especially things like literature and you know, oral presentations, I really, really enjoyed that. And that gave me such good confidence in speaking as well. So fast forward a few years, now that I'm in Scotland, and I'm obviously in the place where people speak English as their first language, um, I would say that I was intimidated. What if they don't understand? What if I can't pick up the flanks? You know, what, I, what if I can't do this? What if I can't do that? But over time, you know, in the university setting, everyone there, there's a lot of, there's a very international pool of students and the lecturers as well. So English was always, you know, going to be the lingua franca kind of thing. So there was nothing. But it, it became really interesting when I got a job. So over the summer, I've been working uh, as a floor staff at a cafe. So 
and I have to deal with customer service and I have to talk to people. And I remember, I think my first day of working, well, first day of training, actually, the manager was saying to me, um, where are you from? And then when I said Malaysia, and then they said, you don't, Malaysia, and he said, oh, Malaysia? I'm pretty sure that English is not the you know, main language of Malaysia. I said, um, yeah, it's not really the you know, national language, like how English is some sort of a national language in Singapore. Um, but he said, he was very impressed with my command of English and the way that I can carry myself. It might not be perfect English, but it was so good that he was fooled and he thought that I was maybe from an English-speaking country. And I find that, wow, okay, is that really such a big deal? But, you know, that's just one person. So moving forward, I tend to meet people and I started to get to know my coworkers as well. And they were just saying the same thing, like, you have such great English. And I don't know, I mean, of course, I didn't feel offended. In fact, I felt really proud, you know, because I've always considered English as my strong suit. And, you know, hearing them say, like, you have such a great command of English. And hearing them saying like, I think you can speak English better than me. And they're, you know, Scottish. It's just like, wow, the impact that, you know, my upbringing and, you know, my parents upbringing on me and how much, I would say, how much it has rewarded me here. Because I feel very confident speaking English. And I feel like because of that, I'm able to mix well. I'm able to blend well. I'm able to explain myself and describe myself and just be myself and I think that the best part is not just having your co-workers you know compliment you but it's also you know I have a co-worker she's um, from Spain she doesn't have great English but she speaks English and so over the summer she was moving houses and she didn't understand a lot of the English in the agreement and I feel very happy that I could help her you know it felt like while I'm actually doing something. And I think the highlight would be having customers talk to me and telling me that I have such a great amount of English coming from an Asian country because, you know, we're always stigmatized. The Asian people from Asian countries are always stigmatized to have either broken English or English with an accent. But in my case, it was English with American accent. So I think when I put down that topic, that was going on in my head, like how, how little people know about us and they know that we study English but you know they don't know that we can speak English so I feel like that's such a it's such an interesting thing to me because thinking that wow I came from like I didn't go to like any tuition you know, it's just a normal school my home environment and then coming here and then having people tell me that you have such a great command of English you know yeah and I mean I really want to share that and again like I said I'm not trying to boast anything just I think that's in in relation to education I feel like the upbringing that you have really plays an impact so for example my upbringing when my parents emphasize on having a good grasp of English has led me to be comfortable speaking here and be be able to express myself 100% so that was the click. Hopefully you guys liked it as much as I did. Um, and I still do. Um, so Claire talks about how, you know, she was raised um, Bidayu and how she speaks Bidayu and how she also speaks English because her mom's an English teacher. And sort of that skill has 
helped her along the way now that she's in Edinburgh and now that she you know mingles with so many different types of people and and she highlights the fact that you know people have pointed out to her saying that you know Malaysia is not an English speaking country and a, a, you know Bahasa Malaysia is is our national language and you know to for them to see Claire being in her element with English owning it almost in her own way and helping others along the way um we see english being something that was initially something that was sort of you know a question mark almost in terms of its um usage in our context in a local context and then being sort of the most um amazing thing uh when she goes overseas so that contrast that 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 Claire highlighted uh, was very interesting because i um i haven't had the opportunity to to sort of go abroad yet and so um i have no idea what that sort of experience can look like for me but uh, like she's mentioned when she first started she said this is her own experience and it primarily has a lot to do with her upbringing but i sort of want to give focus to the fact that you know something that we practice here that's so mundane or something that can be very um, intimidating very weird at first can very quickly turn into something that you can draw strength from that you can use essentially to communicate with people um in a different context so you could be literally struggling with whatever language uh you are learning you know it could be english it could be you know bahasa um bidayus you know it could be spanish even but you know taking taking the bull by its horns and sort of saying look this is something that i want to do that i want to conquer despite the fact that you know the support around you might not be as um encouraging taking that skill and honing it and applying it in a space hopefully in the future where you'll see it benefit from you is the most rewarding experience um according to clair and so um i think i sort of wanted this clip to maybe draw inspiration and draw people to to think about language and its versatility and its uh, utility uh in more than just a local context and yeah that was um one of my favorite moments um so now going into my third and final favorite moment for this episode um i want to touch on an episode that was pretty recent it is um the episode that i did with zarifa um it was season 2 episode 9 and it's titled self esteem and self love and the sharing that we had from zarifa was something that i thought was so genuine so pure so authentic and so almost um reflective in a way Well, I don't want to spoil too much for you, but take a listen and we'll get back to it. What was like your initial why were you so upset with yourself? Was it 
because you were always comparing yourself with other people or did you just feel like not comfortable in your skin? Mm, actually, it's more to the one you said. I keep on comparing myself. I think if until now also I'm like that, but not that much. Uh, okay. Um. Actually, I it's more about my studies, lah. You know, mm. I was not really uh. I was not really at the top, you know, right in studies when yeah. I was in school. So, um, just a fact. Okay, I I came from a boarding school. So that school is like very, a lot of my friends are all clever people, like clever students and stuff. So I don't really feel like I fit in when I was in that school. So that made my confidence go down, went down. And yeah, actually I was a science student, but I don't really like science. Like it's not that I don't like, I just can't do it. No matter how hard I tried, I I tried. I really, really try as hard as I can, as much as I can, but I just cannot do it, you know. Then because of that, I don't. I didn't really get good grades. Ah, uh, I was quite at the bottom in my batch. Mm. So that made me like I hit myself for that lah, and just. A very interesting story. I really can't wait to finish high school once, <laughs> one, once upon a time, because I feel like I don't fit in. You know, I'm not myself and stuff. And I really hope that when I go out of school, I can find myself who I am and so on. So yeah. <laughs> so that was the clip from the episode with Zarifa and I. And she highlights this sort of system that exists in education today. And I love the fact that she brought this story with her to the episode because everybody goes through something similar or something of that nature where we sort of question ourselves, question our authenticity, question our capability. And that sort of brings us down and that sort of you know, doesn't give us the edge that we need in a hyper-competitive situation. Zarifa was kind enough to tell us about the fact that this is a struggle that a lot of people go through. Although for Zarifa, it, it sort of made her realize that, you know, this isn't her thing. For some people, they don't get away that lucky that easily from that point of questioning. Because for Zarifa, Zarifa is an amazing human being. She's been able to look, confront her situation, confront her struggle straight in the eye and move forward and move past it and succeed at that. But we cannot say the same for a lot of different people. Not a lot of people are able to look at problems, situations, square in the face and move forward in a brighter, better end. And we can't entirely blame them. We cannot blame the people in that situation, in that environment. It's the surroundings that are created to sort of instigate certain behaviors, certain stereotypes among students. And hopefully in the near future, we work to dismantle a lot of that because competition is great and all, but competition can be scary sometimes. And most often than not, the people that are most affected by it 
are the ones that participated. And so uh, finding a balance almost um, is essential to making sure that you are on the right track and you are um, happy with what you do and you're happy with yourself, but also finding an edge where you're able to shine uh, and be yourself. And be yourself where you're not pulling another person down and you're not making another person feel uncomfortable. And that balance, that area, that fine line is something that we all need to work towards. And so this comes to the end of this week's episode. Hopefully you've enjoyed this week's episode. Um, if at all you want to hear more one-on-one -on -one sessions, feel free to let me know. Um, and connect with me. Um, the links are in the description box below. You can always follow me on any of my socials. They're all down in the description box. And don't forget to give Schooling, the podcast, a like and a follow on the social media platforms. And if, if you really, really want to help, you can always share this episode with a friend on your socials as well, because um, why not, right? <laughs> so thank you so much for tuning in this week. I am your host, Davina, and this is Schooling the Podcast. Bye.